liked it. I'm glad. Did you like it? I thought it was cute. Me too. Um, which is weird yeah. to say about a slasher. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to the Real Horror Show podcast, a horror movie review podcast where we review horror movies from Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, and everything in between. I'm your host, Sam Odie. Oh, and I am Stormy Skies, the co-host. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're going to be reviewing It's a Wonderful Knife, which is a <laughs> brand new 2023 American slasher comedy film directed by Tyler McIntyre and written by Michael Kennedy. It stars Jane Woodup, Jess McLeod, Joel McHale, Catherine Isabel, William B. Davis, and Justin Long. It is a spinoff of the 1946 Christmas film, It's a Wonderful Life. However, instead of the lead character recognizing his previous good deeds, the character Winnie discovers how many deaths she prevented in her town. And this is how we like to break it down. We start with characters in acting, story and writing, and then last, production. And then we like to discuss the real horrors this movie addresses. Sometimes they're serious and sometimes we like to have a little bit of goofy fun. That being <laughs> said, we are a horror movie podcast. So here is a general trigger warning. We talk about death, blood, guts, and unsavory topics that might not be suitable for everyone. Although we do try to do so with sensitivity. Listeners discretion is advised. Movies are then rated on a scale of what the fuck did I just watch? Which means no redeeming qualities to be found. Meh. It's okay. And, ah uh, yeah, that fucked me up. Which is what all horror should strive to be. So let's get started. Heck yeah. I did that pretty well this time. You did. And the more you do it, the easier it'll get. I just, I've been doing the outro for longer because the outro yeah. has just existed for longer. So no worries. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a wonderful knife. It had a brief theatrical run. I remember because I am a Regal Unlimited member, so I am on the Regal Unlimited subreddit quite a lot. And this was, <laughs> I think, one of the mystery movies in November. Oh, cool. Nice. Well, it was a very good production. Like I never, mm -hmm. I'm never sure if it's gonna be like a like a B rate movie or like something that's more like like cost more to make and this one yeah. like I could see it in the theater yeah I I kind of regret not seeing it in the theater um but you never I've know. only gone to one regal mystery movie since they've been <laughs> doing it it's just it's five dollars it's not that much of a commitment cool. but at the same time I have to leave the house and it gets dark at six now mm -hmm. um but no I do wish I had seen this in the theater and it got a lot of hate from mystery movie watchers oh why probably it just wasn't what they were expecting that week oh I see and horror especially horror comedy is a hard sell I'm finding just with my own groups of friends and mm -hmm. in general people don't realize when horror a horror movie is not taking itself seriously like they're intentionally being bad to make fun of their genre to parody their yeah. genre to satirize satire. their yeah. genre because you know you have your scary movies which is super obvious what they're yeah. doing but this i would say kind of leans on the horror comedy side of I things just because of the concept yeah, alone definitely. so yeah. That being said, all those little details, all that lore. Yeah. Let's get into it with acting. We have our main character whose name is yeah. Winnie. Winnie. 
Winnie Carruthers, who is celebrating the holidays with her family. And I was not expecting Joe McHale to be in this movie or Justin I, Long. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I could not even tell that was Justin Long at all. David said the same I, like, thing. Now that you're now that I'm looking the, at it, I'm like, oh fuck, that was Justin Long. It looked like a completely yeah. different man. Um, but yeah he's like yeah he had like these weird he has like these weird veneers on during the movie which work really well for the character and like a tan and like it just looked different yeah yeah (laughs) um so he he was really great as like this very over-the-top mustache twirling villain of the movie because we find out right away we find out right at the beginning because this is the type of story it is it's a wonderful life retelling we find out at the beginning that he's the killer. He killed like two people before Winnie was able to electrocute him. Electrocute yeah. him. So yeah, he does a really great job playing the villain. Um, but yeah, back to Winnie. She's the one who carries the movie. She was pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. Not super standout to me, but she was a good final girl. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, she was. She I was... think. I think Bernie was a much more compelling character yes, definitely. and a better actress she did a very good job at being that kind of weird girl yeah. um and i liked the subtle queerness of the movie subtle but, <laughs> subtle uh, the, everybody's gay the, subtle but kind of overt <laughs> like it's also i would also say it's kind of a coming out story yeah. um because when he starts off with a boyfriend who cheats on her and it's so obvious that then, he's cheating on her <laughs> yeah too. and she and she and bernie end up together and i think they had good chemistry like from the moment like um when he ended up in the alternate reality where she never existed yeah. and never stopped the murders from happening they had really good chemistry and i was like oh i hope this ends with them getting together and yeah, it did yeah i could definitely because i thought that after she said like do you like me I was like oh my god like are they gonna be gay together like is she bisexual because like she had a boyfriend but I like mm-hmm. kind of forgot because it was like an afterthought and I was yeah like, oh, yeah and then they kissed spoiler sorry guys and then yeah it's, it's like hey yeah oh uh, yeah I she and then cute, but I liked Bernie more and then we don't get enough of her, but we have the return of horror icon Catherine Isabel. Yeah, I was like, in Whoa. this movie, <laughs> there she is. Haven't seen her in a hot minute. She was American Mary, right? He was American I Mary seen her since I watched that. I think she was also in G- uh, Ginger Snaps. I've never seen Ginger. One Snaps. of the Ginger Snaps. She was also um, the cool girl who I like more than the final girl in Freddy versus Jason. Oh yeah. Um, that's uh, yes oh yeah. yeah um and apparently because back in the day when they did director commentaries i love listening to director commentaries yeah. uh catherine isabel was originally supposed to play um the final girl in oh. freddy versus jason and i think she would have been me better. too i'm not the biggest fan of um what's her face uh yeah the the one in freddy versus jason yeah She's just a little too on the ditzy side for me. I've never seen her in anything else but that. Is she another thing? I saw her in the um, the Never Sleep Again documentary when they got to Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, damn. I still haven't watched that. It's not like a 10-hour thing. It's it's a fucking commitment. It's, it's I think it's four and a half oh, hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to watch it. Is it on Shudder? 
I think it's on Shutter. It's also been on Netflix. It, so I would check. I would check. Uh, is it Monica Kina? Is her name? Yeah, Monica, Monica Kina. Okay. I'm sure she's done other things. She had to be like a yeah, a early 2000s <clears throat> teen <throat> drama <throat> girl. Um, but yeah, it was super cool seeing Catherine Isabel back. I don't think we got enough of her in that movie, but we don't get enough Catherine Isabel in horror these I days know. anyway. But she was cool and just like didn't question. Yeah, she's like, I'm, yeah, okay, this seems like I love the suspension of disbelief. So she's like, this seems plausible. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and then Joel McHale was Joel McHale. That's not an insult to him as an actor, but I spent so many years of high school watching Soup on E that I can't, I can't see him as not Joel McHale. So is he like a like a host of a show then so he is a host slash actor he took over the soup after i can't remember who the original soup was um but he hosted the soup for years um which was just a clip show that summarized reality tv for the week so i watched that every friday during high school and then he started doing community which is a huge show cult following that's where donald glover glover donald childish gambino it is donald glover yeah 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 Yeah, okay because there's also um donald grover or donald there's another one there's no no yeah you're right and they're not related and it always confuses me um anyway um (laughs) there he is so i have to watch joe mchale always watch community because i work at a community college yeah, community is very good. I love okay, community. Um, <laughs> but he just always plays these really sarcastic characters. And I think he did really well, especially, you know, um, when she was telling when she was trying to get information about how her brother died that night since she wasn't there to stop it. I thought he that's some of the best acting I've ever seen from Joel McHale. But when I see him, it is hard for me to, like, disconnect him from being a comedy yeah, guy. Like a comedy guy. <laughs> Just his voice is very recognizable. It's very yeah. he he has that TV host cadence when he, he talks. He does, but I think it's interesting, like that I was watching this and I'd never seen Joel McHale like I, I recognize him, but I I didn't know he did like TV show hosting. So mm-hmm. like luckily it didn't it didn't like do anything differently for me. But I I didn't know that these shows uh I didn't know the soup was a thing. So that's interesting. Yeah, there was the soup on E and then the dish on style. R.I.P. Style Looks Network. Like he has a show called The Joel McHale Show as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, the soup was like a Tosh.0. You seem like a Tosh.0. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tosh.0. I never watched that <laughs> either, but like, I didn't watch a lot of TV shows. So many pop culture I know, references. To I this. know, I know, I know um all right well anyway that's that what about yeah justin long and anybody else like the what about the bro he like died the brother yeah the brother he's gay he doesn't play a huge role other than he's the catalyst in winnie realizing that she was there the reason she survived that night the reason she was able did what she did was to keep her brother alive and she sees the repercussions 
of that happening. Um, there's also the mayor's brother who's also there. I think we got through the big Yeah, there's only a layers. Yeah. Um, I guess her mom um was there. She was funny. Yeah, she was funny. She was funny. She gets murdered. Murdered. Yeah, murdered. Cool. Um yeah, I think those are the big players. So let's go ahead and get into story. Um, so so there's a holiday party. It's Christmas. Everyone's happy. She, uh, Winnie is going to a holiday party. It's Christmas Eve. Teenage... It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas <laughs> Eve and she's going to a holiday party as one does. Yeah. Um, Trixie is upset because she's locked out of the bedroom and the Aww. office, but she's been a bad kitty. So she's not allowed to have unsupervised access to those rooms <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, I just heard her meow outside the door. Poor thing. Baby um so anyway um and the mayor is up to some shenanigans he's trying to buy a shit ton of property so he can essentially own the town and um Winnie's dad is the real estate agent who's helping him do this but he's not super like into it right like he knows that's kind of fucked up for one person to own the entire town um so we get that establishment and then we go to the party and one of the coolest slasher designs i've seen in a long time shows up at the party (laughs) and kills a couple of kids yep and they happen to be kids of prominent business owners in the area but never fear winnie sees what's going on and she's able to get the killer and electrocute him and unmasks to find out it's the mayor justin long (laughs) can't believe it's justin long dude it looks nothing like him it's crazy (laughs) that's crazy but it's very cool (laughs) justin long has been getting his fucking horror rounds in this year he was he was in barbarian he's leading goosebumps he was also in drag me to hell all those years ago yeah so he's been doing his horror rounds lately. Probably, he's probably like, give me any yeah. movie, any movie at all. I'll do it. I'll do it as long as I'm the bad guy. I want to be the bad guy this time. He's a good bad guy. Yeah. He is. Um. So then. And he, rest in peace. Yeah. Have you seen Barbarian? Yes, I have seen Barbarian. I think I watched it Um. on my laptop when I had COVID last October. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. That was, I watched, that I watched was good. Richard Brake and he wasn't in it enough. <laughs> yeah. I really liked um, Zach Krieger. He was the director. He did Whitest Kids You Know for the longest time. <laughs> a cult, yeah. uh, a cult uh, comedy mm-hmm. um, show. And I think he did a really smart choice as director by casting Justin Long as the quote unquote villain. Yeah. And um, Bill Skarsgård as the cute charming mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Because that's a subversion of expectations. It is. That's very clever. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, so then after the murders happen, after the mayor's revealed to be the murderer, we jump forward a year and Winnie is dealing with her trauma and her parents aren't really helping her through yeah. her trauma. They're kind of ignoring the issue. Yeah. And it all comes to a head once again on Christmas no, Eve. No, it's Christmas Day now. It's a- Christmas Day, right? Oh. <laughs> on Christmas yeah, Day, because it's presents time. It's, it, it, um. Well, no, I think it jumps forward a year because she says people died last year. Don't you care? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, maybe it's Christmas yeah. Eve. But then she wakes up in the yeah. morning. She's like, "Uh, Christmas." Yeah. 
So anyway, yeah, she <laughs> she's gifted a shitty pink jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah, like uh, while yeah. her brother gets a car, yeah, a truck, dude. And, and she snaps and says, "People died last year. Don't you care?" And her parents try and calm her down. And <laughs> the brother's like, "We can but, share the truck. It's no big deal." Yeah. But she's had enough. She goes to the party because um her boyfriend's been texting her a lot if i recall yeah yeah which is i find this strange i'd like to talk about some little things about that yeah she gets to the party um everybody says no i don't know where your boyfriend is until she finds her friend bernie also known as weirdo (laughs) yeah who says um he's he's in the laundry room and um and she says he's outside and then the other person's like he's "He's in the laundry room why are you lying and she's like i'm trying to protect you He's in the fucking yeah. laundry room with like um, her other bud, her like friend. Yeah, shady, shady shit yeah. as she catches her friend and boyfriend making out, and he's like, "Well, can you blame me? You've been completely absent for the past year since it happened." And she feels depressed. She has no one in her life, and she makes a wish on the Northern Lights that she never existed. Yes, and so. In just like in It's a Wonderful Life, that happens. She wakes up and nobody knows who she is, not her family, um, who is distraught and upset because their son was killed the previous year by the slasher, um, (laughs) who is now killing again since she arrived. And um, she's like, wait, I know who it is. And the mayor showed up to the scene of the crime that she stumbled upon. It was like, what do you mean you know who it is? And she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't JK, know. JK, but he's as tall as you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she like leaves. <laughs> so finding out that everything's weird. She's like, what the fuck is going on? He's killing again. The mayor's alive again. How the fuck did that happen? Um, my family doesn't recognize me. She goes to another, she goes back to the Christmas Eve party. Yeah. Um, where she finds Bernie slash weirdo and she's able to convince Bernie slash weirdo. Yeah, that she is in an alternate that, reality. <laughs> she needs help getting yeah. back and she's like, yep, sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah, after she starts piecing it together herself when she sees uh, Chris, her boyfriend Chris and uh, the other yeah, girl um, together and they're like, we've been in love for three years. Yeah. <laughs> so it, start, it starts piecing together for her a little too slow, but her friend believes her they have some nice um let's see just uh trying to unfold the mystery and yeah. determine they spend time yeah how she needs to get back to the other alley which is like kill bad guy yeah yeah she thinks it's to kill bad mm-hmm. guy um but so bad guy? she's able to, she's able to weasel her way back in with her family by <laughs> yeah by like convincing her aunt that hey, I'm your niece from another reality. Let me tell you some shit that only I would know. Yeah, and she just, like, <laughs> believes her immediately. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, this checks she's out. like, come on So in. she has a really intense conversation with her dad who flips out on her when she accidentally calls him dad. <laughs> she gives calm dad. He's like, stop doing that. And then her mom, who in this reality is a drunk and a drug addict as she's dealing with the death of her son. With, like, a um, man. She's like, yeah, she's like... <laughs> You're, he's just a pussy. He can't do anything. And then three seconds later, oh my God. Uh, the ghost, 
the Christmas spirit killer yeah, the angel comes killer. in. Yeah, the angel killer comes and like stabs her to death. And Winnie yeah, um, and Bernie say rescue her aunt. Yeah. Uh, he trips uh, or they push him downstairs and he's unconscious. And before they leave, Winnie takes off his mask, his mask and gasps. It's, 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 his, her it's her dad. <laughs> it's oh, her no. dad. Which kind of makes sense, right? Like he got very defensive when she said the mayor killed his son because he knows he did. He probably knows yeah. that. And he probably knows why the mayor did it. It was because he needed the real estate agent to help him with his evil plan to remove business owners from their businesses so the mayor can own the businesses. Yep, yep. So he was probably like blackmailed in this reality to continue the murders to keep people in line because the mayor now has like a fucking authoritarian state going on <laughs> I know, here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so they then go to the movie theater and set up a trap for the angel killer to come and in the process um the aunt dies but they also managed to kill him. Dude, yeah, um, they kill him in a pretty clever way too. I thought that was pretty good yeah sorry i'm skimming her and they're like oh after they do that they're like okay well it's time for me to try to go back and they try again yeah Yeah. right and it doesn't work like fuck obviously um so (laughs) so they conclude that oh the mayor is still posing a threat yeah i don't know why they didn't that didn't occur to them but okay but yeah, yeah. so they go confront him at this weird like christmas celebration he does where he decides who's been naughty Dude, and who's this been was, nice i thought this was so creepy because they all got like everyone was there and then when they called a person they went up and they gave him a gift and, it, and yeah. they like threw it away i was like oh my god this is so and that stuff like kind of freaks me out a little bit so anyway the weird dystopian yeah stuff. but anyway go on <laughs> um Justin Long. I can't believe that was him the whole time. So just reading off. Mayor Henry Waters is holding a public Christmas theme event where it's revealed he has members of the town under some sort of supernatural spell that places them under his control. He admonishes his brother Buck for putting in a transfer request to be sheriff in another town, then publicly executes him, dressing him in the angel costume and putting his corpse on display. (laughs) Winnie and Bernie confront him and accuse him of the deaths in the past year. Henry reveals that when he killed Jimmy, he broke David's spirit and put him under his control, making him an accomplice. He tries to kill Winnie and Bernie. But they but beat Anna him. Punch him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Winnie and Bernie kill him first, breaking the spell that is on the over the townspeople. And they return to the bridge and uh, the aura appears and Winnie goes home. Not before um, they kiss. Yeah, they kiss, and Bernie reveals that she was contemplating suicide, and that Winnie saved her life, and Winnie realized, oh, maybe this happened because I needed to save you, not necessarily anyone else. So she returns to her reality, and the family apologizes. (laughs) Um, They get her a camera because she loves photography, photography, and they apologize for not helping her through her grief and through her trauma. For a whole year. (laughs) for a whole year um she runs then she remembers that bernie was going to kill herself that day so she runs through the town tells um her ex-boyfriend and her friend that they're cute together it's fine they're cute together um 
and um <laughs> she goes to Winnie. she makes it to bernie she says don't kill yourself you have so much to live for i care about you so much and then bernie says that she still has memories from the alternate reality and they kiss happily and plan to celebrate christmas together with winnie's family she remembered but yeah, yeah, but I'm willing. I'm willing to accept. Uh, yeah, that. I was just like, you know what? That's that's fine because it would take too long to try to convince her again that all of this happened. <laughs> but she'd be like, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the plot of the movie. Um, it requires a lot of suspension of disbelief, a lot. but that's but fine. It worked. It was it was fun. We don't get a lot of Christmas movies, and I like that this is a take on such a Christmas classic yeah. that we're all familiar uh-huh. with. Um, it did well with it too. It didn't like, it didn't derail the idea of it's a wonderful life. It did really went, yeah. did, did well and it kept the horror element there too. Cause it was creepy yeah. and scary at times. Yeah. Because the point of it's a, of it's a wonderful life. What without saying it is the butterfly effect. If someone didn't exist, here's yeah. the, domino effect of what happens because they're not alive and Winnie the year after her two friends were killed and the mayor was responsible her life is kind of in shambles because she's traumatized and it feels like no one really cares what happened to them and she's the only one who does so naturally she would feel like what she did was pointless her existence is pointless since nobody else cares yeah but then you see how it like really does affect things negatively so you're like oh god i have to be alive because like i didn't realize you know this this and that yeah and i appreciate that it's not a christmas horror film connected to krampus or santa claus or what we've been getting in the past like um, we got it. We've gotten a few Krampus movies in the past. We got Krampus wasn't good. Um, I remember seeing that actually in theaters, yeah. and I like wasn't really a fan. But like Krampus is so easy, right, to make a Christmas mm-hmm. horror movie about mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because he's the opposite of Santa. He beats the bad kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like okay, automatically, it's just already going to be scary. So not not much effort is needed just to scare yeah. a monster. So, like, a movie like this, and I think last year or the year before, we watched Anna and the Apocalypse. I like oh, yeah, that musical. creative, <laughs> yeah, I like creative takes on what a Christmas horror movie should look like, because then maybe we'll start, start getting more Christmas horror mm-hmm. movies, is if yeah. we can break the mold of, all right, so what if, what if Santa was evil? What yeah. if uh, Jack Frost, or your... Yeah snowman came to life in eight seriously you. yeah yeah um, um and this was a this was a good movie and i also thought that it was like very heartwarming too like yeah. i even got emotional at some points because it was like sad you know so it's yeah it's pretty multifaceted but at the heart of it it is a horror movie because of the plot being driven by catching the killer yeah and the deaths and, happening in pretty violent ways with the axe. So it, it, there was blood and stuff too, you oh, yeah. guys. So it was yeah. it wasn't like oh yeah, it was, it was there. There was a lot of good rated overkill. R. Okay, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was there were there were a lot of good overkills in this, and just I've this is a production note. We can veer into okay. production. I love the design of the slasher. Did you think that was cool? I thought that was pretty different. I like I love to I, see that. 
it was it white. Was the mask was blank. Nothing. Yeah. I I loved it. Nothing. Like it had some it had some ghost face vibes to it, just with the flu uh, the flowiness of the yeah. costume. But it felt like if you're doing a Christmas slasher, this is what your slasher should look like. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And for it to be kind of a take on like a Christmas angel. Very yeah, well Christmas done. angel. Um yeah, I liked the, um, yeah, the white mask, but yeah, the whole white, you never ever see a killer. Like you just think like black robe, mm -hmm. you know, but this is all white, like snow, um, like an angel, yeah. like innocence, white mask. Yeah. That means anybody could be the killer. There's not even like a face, like ghost face has a scary screaming mm -hmm. face. I don't know. It's, it's very cool. Okay. The, the it was... mask reminds me like a little bit of Slender Man actually, which is Ooh. cool. Yeah. I love Slender Man. I, I yeah. Uh yeah, dude. But that was really cool, the cool costume. And the knife, I think, if I look at the weapon, it would it had like some type of like an embellishment. Um yeah, there. Okay. So the knife, if you look at the like a poster or a trailer, it has the hilt, like where you hold it right before the blade mm -hmm. starts. It's golden angel wings. <laughs> so it's really cool. And so it's like a whole theme. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. I really appreciate the thought that went into this design. Mm -hmm. uh, is it as easy to just do another jumpsuit, another black jumpsuit and Chris, a mask you find at the Dollar Tree? Yes. Yes. Which is essentially... Uh, the epitome of a slasher uh, costume is they just go buy it at the cheap store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it's that that's a really right? good point. They buy it at the cheap, cheap store. store. But this yeah. the slasher design, since it's the mayor and the mayor is very this bougie is and <laughs> narcissistic, yeah. it makes sense that his looks like so polished and so mm -hmm. rich and white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes that that's do you good like that? Character. Yeah. Yeah, that's good character analysis. I didn't even mean to do it, but yeah, it's that's just how smart we are. We have master's I degrees. Know. You're just, you're almost a doctor. I know we just talk about stuff, and it's it it <laughs> when we talk about it, it's actually like we're just like saying smart shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Oh, I can't believe that's Justin Long. That's so. Now I can see it. <laughs> like now I see it. But I think it's it's like the hair, the teeth, like the tan. And his, like, the way he spoke with, like, a weird, he had, like, mm -hmm. a weird accent almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he did really good with that character. I didn't even fucking tell it was him. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's cool. All right, so that's production. What other production? Um, the music was good. Had a lot of fun, yeah. poppy um, music. I think that's why I could see this on the big screen is good music composition um, that's key to a theatrical release oh, yeah. in my humble opinion no, I, I would absolutely agree with that too it had pretty cool christmas songs um i do want to bring up the difference of how uh things looked whenever she was in the regular reality and then when she was in her mm -hmm. new reality and the best example i can give is when she goes to her house it almost mm -hmm. seems like there's like no lights on but there's like white stark light coming through and making everything shadowy. Like it's almost yeah. like 
all the windows were open, but no one put a light on in the house, so it looked cold and, like, empty. But there's people in it. It was yeah. very eerie. It's it's warm tones versus cool yeah, tones. Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, thank you. So, whatever that is. It's it's Twilight New Moon versus Twilight. Oh my god. Dude, Twilight, <laughs> man. I, I love Twilight, so. Yeah. <laughs> Because Edward's gone, right? <laughs> so it's yeah. like everything sucks. Oh man. Yeah. That's um, a cool note. But I but I noticed it and it made me as I was watching it feel cold. Yeah. Are you and I do like that it kind of feels like a Christmas movie. Like there's always this critique um about Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. How they're just like, they're rom-coms, but with a Christmas setting, kind of. Not really, because they filmed them in the summer before Christmas, so they're able to release in December. So there's never actually snow in New York, New York City in December. Yeah. Um, but it, do, it felt cold. The movie felt like it was set in the winter. Um, they did a good job with set dressing, making it Christmassy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to, I have to, I want to go back and talk about Justin Long again, because I'm looking at his character, like pictures of Henry Waters, and he has like blue contacts in too. I'm I'm looking at really, yeah, I didn't notice it before, but it's another thing that made him look different from how Justin Long looks is I'm looking at a picture, uh, like a close-up picture of the thing that says, are you naughty or nice? Only Henry Waters can answer that. And his eyes are like super bright blue. And if you're, and I'm looking at a couple things and Justin Long's eyes are brown. He must be wearing colored contacts, I think. Dude. He just became a different person for this movie. Listen, guys, I know that it's a lot, but like that really made an impact for me as a viewer. So actors, don't be afraid to like turn yourself into a completely different person and look different. (laughs) It's fucking, Mm -hmm. that was cool. All right. But anyway, um, okay, so I'm done talking about uh, Justin Long now. Uh, I don't think I have any other um, any other production notes other than they they didn't skimp on using realistic blood whenever people are getting stabbed yeah. and stuff. Because mostly people got stabbed, no one got shot with a gun or anything in this yeah. movie. Yeah, this isn't terrifier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which... This, is, this isn't about Terrifier, but I'm going to be fucking real. I know they're filming the last and the third yeah, one. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it again. <laughs> Sam, we have to do it again. It'll be the last time. <laughs> It'll be the last <laughs> time until they come back and say, you thought we were done. We're going to do three more. <laughs> I don't like how, I don't like how Terrifier makes me feel. What is it? How does it make you feel? What? Oh, it just it makes me feel oh, icky it watching it. Cr- yeah, well, it makes me feel I icky. Know. It's, it's real. It, it it's kind of difficult. You know what the worst part of it for for me was Sam in the second one is whenever he like I don't know what he did to that girl in her room, but he like poured salt all over her body, like her open yeah. wounds, and I was like, this is. I was like, I can't. I gotta like take a minute. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? I was like, that's fucked and up. I think- like I was, I was watching yeah. another horror commentator talk about Terrifier and how she's not gonna, yeah, finish the series because watching it, she realized that there is a disproportionate amount of violence done to women in Terrifier oh, versus the men yeah. in Terrifier, 
And when she said that, it did click for me. Like the the, the guy mm -hmm. in the store, he was just decapitated. He didn't have like a super horrible no. death. And but like when you compare like how the two guys in that movie were killed compared to that one girl, it's like, huh, you got a really good point about that. Is that is a really good point. And I didn't even think about that until you said like, it. And like that's always been a discussion with horror movies is like women are victimized more, but like there's something about the way Terrifier handles mm -hmm. it that because they're trying to be like the goriest, this grossest horror yeah. movie that when you don't do it to both sexes, it's definitely, yeah, it's noticeable. Yeah. Now we're new. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We can talk about <laughs> yeah. that. So Sorry. it's okay. We, yeah. we, um, we, when I'm forced against yeah. my will to watch Terrifier three, three we'll, we'll talk about it. See if it continues that trend. Hey, yeah, you never know. And then it, okay. and that that reminds me that there was only one male victim in the first one, right? Uh, um, the, I'm trying to think if there was even a man <laughs> other than other than the the clown. Yeah, where was yeah. the man? Oh, oh, it was the um uh, uh the like uh wasn't there the like pizza shop owner or uh, something? oh yeah right the pizza shop owner mm -hmm. or i i'm getting like one and two blurred together hardcore. yeah it's fine it's fine we'll we'll get to terrify you again one okay, day cool, cool, cool. and then um yeah. um <laughs> so realistic aspects for wonderful knife yeah. i guess trauma not being helped through your trauma by your love ones yeah and i can understand how that is a super realistic aspect because it seems to me that for her for a whole year like people just they they it's not like they didn't help her they pretended it didn't even happen so yeah. like i don't Which, know what's worse in their yeah. way in their way maybe they thought that was gonna help her right. as if they just went that's a good point went with their normal business which i think is a way yeah. a lot of people try and cope with trauma is just, it didn't yeah, just don't bring it up so you don't have to think about yeah. it and i feel like a lot of people who have had like a trauma happen to them maybe their loved ones think that that's the best way to, they don't even want to broach the subject because they can't yeah. understand how you're feeling so they just want to ignore it but sometimes what you need is to like talk about it all the time so you can just unload it so it's not living in your brain anymore mm -hmm. and, that, and that's such a touchy thing but um that that's maybe the most realistic aspect of the whole movie is is just yeah. like ignoring a trauma instead of like trying to work it because because you don't know what to do what else are you gonna do mm -hmm. uh being so involved with your own shit that you don't realize your friend is feeling suicidal oh yeah 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 um and that is in in the regular reality is she friends with bernie at all i feel like they don't even know who that I, is it's just um, like a school person they go to school with yeah i couldn't really tell if they were supposed to be friends or not but yeah still. like they definitely knew each other the way you know people in high uh -huh. school but whether or not they were friends i wasn't super sure about but i guess be not not realizing that other people are dealing with like their own mm -hmm. shit and maybe oh, yeah. your problems aren't the only ones right and um also like maybe not like really acknowledging stuff because you think it's the norm like for that girl it was the norm to like refer to her as weirdo and like in the mm -hmm. regular reality like someone threw like a drink at her head you know like 
and it was fine and it it was fine to like snap at her or like be mad um you know or or ignore her uh but like for her like she was like going to kill herself also like you don't realize what's going on at her home it seems like her her home life sucks because her dad left and her mom you know is is never Mm -hmm. is not present and so it's just her and yeah so and that was a like a sad moment too whenever she was like this was going to be my last christmas i was like oh shit it was bringing up like a lot of dark stuff (laughs) yeah yeah so that's another realistic aspect yeah um i guess having a fascist mayor is pretty scary i know like first of all in real life, and I don't know if it's like this for you, but in real life, like the places that I live, I don't even realize there is a mayor because I like, mm-hmm. because we don't like, it's not like a small town in these movies where he's like everywhere and like his name's on everything and everybody knows him and there's commercials with him and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like maybe there are small towns that like have a person that's like this, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's not necessarily the mayor. I know it's a problem in my community where there's just one rich asshole who's buying up all the existing yeah, property. Yeah. So I think that's a very real reality for a lot of small towns is just one rich asshole is trying to buy all the buildings so no one can afford to open up, up new businesses. And then everybody's like, why don't we have any new small businesses right. opening That's up? like the heart of and the culture of like small little towns is like to have a shit ton of small businesses and stuff. People love that. But like we don't want some doo and everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that makes it like not special. And it makes yeah. people not be able to like work. You can't contribute to the economy that way. So. Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, that was awesome. Okay. So. I wanted to talk about some realistic aspects that were like satirical in this movie. And I wanted to like talk to you about them. So first, okay, so first would be uh, on Christmas Eve, like, like going out to a party with like your friends on Christmas Eve. Um, I, I've never like gone out to a party on Christmas Eve with my friends I'm usually like at home or like with with family on that day or like doing nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like what about you Sam? Have you ever like had a Christmas Eve? Have you ever like a Christmas Eve friends party? It's like I don't I don't think I yeah. have like not at least not in adulthood because right. we're adults yeah. now and we're planning our own Christmases. Yeah. I can't I don't think so for Christmas either. My family traveled a lot during like the Christmas holidays. Right. So it's possible there were some that I'm just like not remembering, but I know my family would sometimes have like Christmas Eve parties yeah. or like December 23rd mm-hmm. parties um, for their friends. But no, probably not Christmas Eve because we, my households have always been German leaning. Yeah. So we do, we open presents on Christmas uh, Eve, okay. which is a, which is the German tradition. Ooh. And then. So it doesn't really make sense for us to (laughs) go out and celebrate with friends. Right, right. I was just thinking about it. And I don't know if anybody else um, have families like this, but I was just thinking like, dude, if I like was with my family for Christmas Eve and everybody came over and I was like, all right, I'm going to my friends. Bye. They'd be like pissed. 
uh same yeah. with like Christmas Day it's like I'm just gonna like roll out of my house and like leave and and go do something because it seems like all the stores are open and go walk around <laughs> it's like no mm-hmm. you, just, you stay home or you're you're at the thing yeah. in in my uh like experience it may be different but but I was like dang look at this place yeah. you just like go anywhere yeah. so, all your friends live like two doors down and like everyone knows each other small town mm-hmm. vibes yeah so <laughs> yeah I guess our tradition was Chris- presents on Christmas Eve yeah. and then we got our stockings Christmas morning cool. and then um as dinner was finishing up we would go see a movie oh cool um because the theater is usually open because theaters and Chinese restaurants are usually open because not everybody celebrates Christmas. Yeah. So they want to be able to do something. And so that was kind of our tradition. Not we celebrate Christmas. Right. My, I, I'm a Christian family, but we took advantage of like Christmas Day new releases. That's why you see a lot of oh, cool bigger movies release on Christmas Day. Yeah. Is Christmas Day is a big movie, movie going day. day. That's yeah. cool. Huh. Which I feel kind of bad about because of, you know, movie theater workers having to work, but I'm sure they can work it out amongst themselves to uh, figure out who should work and who uh, shouldn't work. And which is unlocking a memory of when I had my first job in high school and like a fucking 40 year old waitress beefing with me because I requested Christmas week off and like. I'm 16 and my family is going out of town. What do you want me to do? Seriously, it's like, go call my like family and take it up with them. Yeah. Dude, girl, I hear you. Working in service industry sucks for a lot of reasons, but it's fucking weird when a 40 year old has beef with a 16 year old because the 16 year old is a fucking child who has to do what their parents want them to do. Um, when I was living, and this is after I met you, and I was living in Alexandria, and I was working at Francesca's at Potomac Mills, um, I remember I, I requested off, like, I think I requested off, like, um, the, uh, I think the day before, either, it was either Black Friday, or it was, like, the day before Christmas Eve, or something like that, and my manager literally had to, like, convince the the uh, district manager to allow me to have that off because I was, because her argument was like, she's not from here. Like her family doesn't live here in Virginia. She has to drive to a different state. You know what I mean? Like, and if it was snowing like in the snow overnight to like get home for Christmas Eve. And it's, so it's like insane to me that people like can't just let that shit go and like either close the store early have less people, figure out who celebrates and who doesn't, who has plans and who doesn't, and just, mm-hmm. like, get over it, not, like, try to, like, fight with me and, like, threaten yeah. me if I want to go home. Like, I'll just quit and go work at a different store, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ah, uh, so crazy. But anyway, that's a realistic aspect. Yeah. And and it goes both ways. Yeah. Um, I've, I feel like I feel bad for Jews in America because yeah. we forget about all the Jewish holidays and they aren't recognized the same way Christian holidays are where you're given those days off. They're just like built into the calendar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jews in America, Muslims in America, non J J Christian J Um, I know the term. I'm sorry. I know what you're trying to say. I don't want to try. I think I might say it wrong too. Judaism. Fumbling. Yeah. Judaism. Um, 
those beliefs um, don't get built into work Why calendars. Not? The I way. would love to just have that all built yeah. in already, guys. Like we, we yeah, would all love so, more days off. So it works both Please. ways. Like if you don't need the any of the eight nights of Hanukkah <laughs> off, work those nights so your Jewish co-worker can yeah, go home and be with on. their families. Pure a uh, Purim and oh, no. um what what what's the other big one? Because Hanukkah's not the biggest one that we try and make it out um, to be. Hanukkah's only like amped up oh, because yeah. it's by Christmas. Uh, uh, anyway, um <laughs> that's that's the soaps that's the soapbox for this episode. I think I've said well, no, there is one more thing I want to say. I think this one has flown under the radar because it is very similar to another movie that came out this year that I do think is better and that I've already watched twice because I loved it so much. Um, Amazon Prime's Totally Killer. Oh, dude, someone um, recommended that to me. It is. Yeah, so it's, it's a time travel one, not a different reality one. I didn't, I never existed wonderful life thing it's a trap it's a time travel one so it has similar vibes where she's trying to prevent murders from happening to save her mother so just like this one is her realizing her existence helps saved her brother's life and the lives of so many others it has a very similar vibe and i like totally kill her more but i just want to point that out that maybe it's a wonderful life is flying under the radar because it is kind of the same thing as it's to- as totally killer, which is slightly more fun. Yeah, I really like um, Kier- Kieran and Shivka ever since yes. I saw her in uh, Mad Men. No, I never watched Mad Men. The Brina. Yes, Brina. Um, yeah, so I'll watch this. And plus, you're the second person who recommended to me, so I'll have to watch it yeah. for real. You said it was good. You watched it. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, it's a lot nice. of fun. Um, okay, cool. So I'll watch that. And um, wait, let me go back to another <laughs> another realistic I have to bring up to you from a movie. So, okay. We all know that in the regular uh, reality, it's kind of obvious that her boyfriend is like interested in her friend because they like go off together to like get drinks and leave her behind. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 that's fine. Like everything's fine. And then, but in the, I don't know if it's like the next day or something. He's like texting her to come to the party. But then when she gets there to find him, he's like hooking up with the other girl. So why text your girlfriend to make her come to the party and then like begin to commence cheating on her? <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't maybe, understand. Maybe to throw her off the scent. I don't know. That yeah, is weird. Right? I was like, dude, you text like a thousand times in like 30 seconds and then she went over i thought it was going to be like he was a controlling boyfriend but then i was like oh he's like cheating mm-hmm. on her but like why would you do that after you told her to come like what are you doing um maybe they just wanted her to, to find out i don't know but anyway i was like thinking about that like why but it doesn't matter maybe, maybe it's just being dumb yeah. um yeah so anyway, I'd give this movie an, oh yeah, I mean, it didn't really fuck me up, but it it's pretty fun. It's a good Christmas horror movie if you're looking for Christmas horror movies. Yeah, no, I would, I would say, um, oh yeah, that fucked me up too, because like, it's a good, it's a good horror movie. It's got a lot of great, like different elements and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I 
also thought it was funny whenever it was supposed to be. And it was like sad and emotional at other parts too. So I was like, yeah. this is a really good movie. Like I was really yeah, surprised. It's, it's a very solid horror movie and it's a very solid Christmas horror movie. Yeah, I movie, liked it a lot. Which we need yeah. more of. So support Christmas horror. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And 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 like you said, you um it is it's a Christmas horror movie and and it, and it's Christmas. It's taking place during the holiday. So like everything is lit up like Sam said there's like Christmas trees and they go to like the Christmas tree light up thing. So it's not like oh, it's a horror movie that's set in the winter time, so you just have to apply it to Christmas. Like it's actually like yeah, that's a wonderful life but different. Um I also did want to p- point out one more thing before we, before we stop, and that's the best kill in the movie, in my opinion, because it's something that I've never seen before. And that is when the main character is in the movie theater and her father, who's dressed up, is chasing her. And she runs up this spiral staircase. And, like, mm-hmm. after she turns the bend, she sits down with, like, this wooden stake that's pointing out ahead of her and so when the dad is chasing around the corner he runs right into it and i was like yo that's so smart why don't people who are running away from the killer find a blind spot stop turn around and like have a really long weapon so they run that's i thought that was the smartest thing i've like ever seen lately and mm-hmm. i've never seen anything done like that yeah. before and I was like, Dang, it's very right. Well and I was like, damn, that's like really clever. So yeah, I <laughs> decided so to bring that up um, because it really like made me think after how how interesting that was. But anyway. Oh yeah, that fucked me up. Uh so yeah, definitely um support Shudder and check out this movie. It's called A Wonderful Knife. Um, even when I typed in silent knife, it still came up, Sam. So it doesn't matter okay. what you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I got it a little mixed up with silent knife. That's currently in theaters. Oh, okay, cool. Wait, silent knife. Yes. Yeah. I th- it's from, it's from the John Wick guy. So it's one of those oh, movies. Okay. John Wick. Okay, sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, all right. Well, anyway, if there is nothing else, wait, I did want to say one last thing, excuse me. Um, cause we were talking about a diff- different horror movies, so Sam and I watched Saw 10, of course, because we love Saw. We're going to do our Saw retrospective. But Sam, did you hear the news about Saw 11? I did see <laughs> Saw 11's coming. I don't know how I feel about it. I thought Saw 10 was the perfect end I note. thought so too. And now I'm like really discombobulated inside. And I, I don't know what to do. All I know is that we're going to have to watch it when it happens. We do, and I regret <laughs> speaking so highly of Saw 10 because I, I caused this. I know. I contributed. But you know what? I feel like this is a little bit of an inevitability because it's been such a long time since the last Saw movie. Everybody like who's a Saw fan w- fucking like ran and didn't walk to go see it. Loved it. it got a huge hype. Um, and now they're like, riding that wave maybe. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up and make everybody aware. And so uh, now that everyone knows that's happening, maybe go watch Saw 10 if you're a fan. Try to get back on that bandwagon because it's not stopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So if that's, if that's everything, I'll, I'll do our outro so you can get ready for your party. Yeah. All right, sweet.
So thanks for tuning in to our episode. We are the Real Horror Show Podcast. Our host is Sam Odie, and I'm the co-host, Stormy Skies. The podcast was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed, edited, and produced by Sam Odie. You can find Sam on Instagram at Sam is writing stuff. And you can find Stormy on Instagram at the Stormy Skies. You can find the Real Horror Show podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play Store, Pandora, and anywhere you like to stream your podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you're always in the know when a new episode comes out. Follow us on social media. You can find the Real Horror Show podcast on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook, and yes, X slash Twitter. Um, but we also do more than just podcasts. We love to write and have plenty of great movie reviews and essays, all which can be found on our website, realhorrorshow.com. We love hearing from our listeners. You can ask us a question or send us a movie request to review by DMing us on social media, or you can even send us an email at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Call for guests. Do you love horror movies? Are you a podcaster, a content creator, a movie lover, or anyone in between who is a listener to our show? We would love to have you as a guest on one of our episodes. Reach out to us via social media DM or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast episodes featuring guests are all listed on our website, realhorrorshow.com. We are so thankful for all our listeners. You are the life force of our podcast and we wouldn't really exist without you. Thank you all for making this podcast real and supporting us as we record every week. Speaking of support, you can support us in different ways, such as liking and sharing our podcast episodes on social media. Giving us a review will help the podcast more than you know and will help other listeners find it too. You can also donate to Real Horror Show by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal, buy us a coffee with the Buy Us a Coffee button, or explore our very interesting Amazon wish list. And is there any other pertinent news, um, Not at the moment. Okay, well, let me just take a moment to check my my calendar. So next week is going is going to be the week going into... Um, the holidays. So if you celebrate Christmas and Christmas Eve, um, this episode will have uh, come out at that time. So this is our Christmas special. And Sam and I will take a little breaky poo as one does until January. And then we'll be back with a mini so to discuss, I suppose, the final episodes of Death I know Note. because I finished it, you guys. I tell you, I told Sam I finished it. And then we'll talk about that, and then we'll discuss a new TV show to watch and a whole new uh, batch of Saw movies to watch. So if you want to get ready, it's all for Christmas, so you can keep up with us. Anyway, um, that is it. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to celebrate. Uh, Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton, and he can be found at jonathancolton.com. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. 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 I'm the